Alright, hey everybody. Welcome to Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. I'm Andrew. I'm Tara. And this is part 54 in our 3,726 part series wherein we pick a movie at random from the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide, watch it, try to do some research, and then tell you what we thought and learned. Yeah. Uh, in our last installment, we watched What Becomes of the Brokenhearted, a movie released in 1999 from New Zealand, kind of a mishmash of drama and action and, and it was a little fine. bit of comedy. Liberal interpretation of uh, comedy. Although it's so weird like when you see movies in the, the, the comedy section that are not by any stretch of the imagination comedies and it's like, yeah, Requiem for a Dream. It's, uh, it's hilarious. Oh. It's, oh, it's, a, it's, a bla it's a very black comedy. So, I mean, real, it's, it's dark, but it's funny. I have a real distinct memory of seeing the cover for Sexy Beast when I was in high school, and it's like, it's a fun, sexy romp. <laughs> and then you watch it, uh, it's pretty dark. Pretty dark. Pretty dark. So, yeah, what becomes of the brokenhearted, that that was uh, Tara's pick, and it was fine. Uh, I have no other comments to make about it. Yeah. So that means that it is my turn to pick. So, as always, uh, we have some rules for the selection of the movie, the main one, of course, being that it's something that neither of us have ever seen before, then, we, then we're honor bound to watch the movie that we select. We'll invoke other rules as needed. Check them out on our website if you want to see the full list. If you're curious, yeah. Yeah. And let's just rip this band-aid off and All see right. what we get. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Stop. The Ring Virus, but oh. it's the Korean version. Oh, we've seen that, I think. I thought we did. Yeah, it must have gotten marked. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. All right, we will try that again. Take two. Take two. Let me know when you are ready. Okay. Just kind of try and get... Stop. No, no, no. Oh, oh. I was oh, okay. getting Sorry. ready. <laughs> Sorry. All right, ready? Yeah. You've selected The Champions. It's a movie from 1983 okay. uh, from Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And it's 100 minutes long. Okay. Apologies in advance for me butchering any names. Okay. I'll try my best. This Yuan Biao film is a great comedy for any age and was my all-time favorite Chinese soccer movie. Oh. Okay, it's a small category. <laughs> Until it was eclipsed by Shaolin Soccer. In fact, there are many ideas that Stephen Chow borrowed from the champions. Hmm. Biao plays Li Tong, a young man from a rural town who runs barefoot in the river, scaring the fish into the shallows to catch them. His footwork lends itself naturally to the game of soccer, and his talents are noticed by a club team when he moves to the, quote, big city. Tong and his team eventually face off with the evil king and his team of ruffians for the championship. A driving rainstorm ensues, and the players are unable to use their skills effectively, except for Tong, who sheds his shoes and guides the soccer ball gracefully through the rain with his bare feet. Thanks, Fish! A highly adept martial What's arts... <laughs> that's in the... That's I, in here. No, I don't doubt it. I'm not, I'm not disputing that it's in there. <laughs> a highly adept martial arts-based cast makes for some of the most acrobatic, thrilling, yet naturalistic soccer sequences ever filmed. Underrated and overlooked, The Champions is a great little film to seek out and love. All right. That yep. sounds really promising. Yeah. Our other soccer or football movie that we watched way back in like episode 
eight or nine or something. The Definitely cup. single digits. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Positive connotation there. Yeah, I think I have to say I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that the movie wasn't released very close to 2000-ish. Yes. Because, yeah. obviously... But as I think we may have mentioned before with the guide, you know, it was released in 2004. And so anytime that there's a movie that came out in the 2000s that's in the book, it's like, well kind of feels like you were putting this in the book to make it kind of contemporaneous. Um, maybe not necessarily because it's a great movie. Right. Joe Dirt, for example. Uh, <laughs> Joe Dirt. But, uh, demon Lover. Yeah, yeah Demon Lover. Uh, Darkness <laughs> Falls. We could keep going. We but, could, let's stop there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the fact that it's a movie from, you said, like, 83? Yep. Yep, that is, uh, is telling in its own way. And... Um, yeah, the fact that it was kind of an inspiration for... I haven't seen Shaolin Soccer, but I have seen Kung Fu Hustle, and that was pretty good. So anything that has that kind of quasi-lineage is, is promising as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The Champions? The Champions. All right. So we will be back with our thoughts on The Champions after this musical interlude. finished watching the champions and i don't see any reason to beat around the bush should we just get into our yeah i think it's appropriate the movie doesn't beat around the bush either it so. sure does not no we may as well just get straight to the point yeah so uh we'll, we'll be rating the movie on our patented well patent pending five point scale uh ranging from don't watch to maybe don't watch to to maybe watch, and then the the high point of the scale, don't not watch. Um, do you have a rating in mind? I do. Okay, and then on the count of three, we shall simultaneously reveal our ratings. One, two, three. Maybe, maybe watch. watch. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that was going to be my rating from like the very, the very first moment. Of the movie. Yeah, like the, the movie opens up with a credit sequence where the uh, the stars of the football team... The heroes of the film. The heroes of the movie. I was going to say the titular champions, although they're not <laughs> really... I'm not, not sure where the name came from, but um, it shows them doing like fancy football footwork and it's just like, all right, all right, yeah, you're, you're very good. We get it. You're showing off. And yeah. But it was kind of endearingly cheesy... They have this like little rivalry, this like playful rivalry going, and it's kind of like campy and just fun. Yeah, and they're like, ooh, can you do this to the viewer? Like, and then doing some elaborate yeah. bouncing of the, the football and then kicking and stuff. I'm like, no, I can't. Spoiler Thanks. alert. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel inadequate already. Two minutes into the movie. <laughs> Not even two minutes. Two seconds. Two seconds. Like you had just mentioned, it's pretty quickly paced. That's maybe one of the things that I would knock it for is that it's it's nice to not have things drag out an agonizingly long period of time but uh it's hard to keep up sometimes which is like all right movie just take a take a chill pill for a second i agree that was like the only big criticism i would have is like you're barely processing something yeah. by the time the next things happen yeah yeah it's it's hectic um yeah but- Enjoyably so, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it moves along at a brisk pace. It sure does. And uh, 
You're not going to be bored watching it. Yeah, it's like just under an hour and a half. There's a lot of stuff crammed into that hour and a half, let us tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, except maybe we won't tell you every single point. No. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not literally let us <laughs> tell you. Because it's all crammed in there, and for us to go through everything might take more than an hour and a half. Yeah. With our, our lax days ago. <laughs> yeah, we're not the champions <laughs> equivalent of uh, podcasting. No, we are not. <laughs> we know. We'll just uh, jump into the spoiling of the movie now, the plot yeah. description. Um, Be ready we- for spoiling. You're going to get so spoiled. So the, the movie opens up with our hero, uh, Lee Tong, and he's splashing around in a pond trying to herd some geese around just using his, his footwork. He has nothing to do with football at this point. He's just kicking water around and herding these geese. And that's, I guess, the, the first sign that you know that it's, uh, that it's a movie and not a documentary because those geese would have pecked the shit out of him. He would have been just... Oh, yeah. I like, mean, everybody knows about geese. Yeah, they're bad news. Um, but instead, they're, they're heating his... Heating well, his hurting. Heating his hurting. Thank you. Without uh, hurting. Without... So he's uh, hurting them away from danger. And then he is in his town square, I guess. And there's like an athletic competition of sorts going on. And um, the the competition is getting rigged because there's this fancy rich boy who comes in. And you can tell that he's rich because he's carrying a birdcage and talking to his bird. And it's like, okay, if you're carrying a bird around and talking to it, not like on your shoulder, but just in like a gilded cage... Mm, yeah, that, that's a that's a rich boy move. Yeah, total rich boy move. And his uh, assistant, I guess, is trying to pay off the other people that are competing and uh, to get them to, to throw the game. And Tong is kind of going along with it. He's he's competing, but he's not necessarily throwing in the towel 100%. He's going along with it to an extent. Yeah. And then right at the very end, he makes a mistake when he's about to, to win a quote-unquote mistake that leads to the rich boy uh, falling crutch first onto a pole and racking his nuts real bad. And I think he dies, right? That's the... Well, they kind of say that, but I don't know. No. It's, like, it's so weird. Like, nobody dies because their no. balls get smashed. I, I was being a little facetious <laughs> there, saying that he died. But, like, it, he did hit the pole pretty hard. He did. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. he was very rich and probably weak, not used to <laughs> getting hit in the nuts. So it's it's possible that he died. Maybe. But um, this leads to, like, an angry mob running up to the house that Tong is staying in with his uncle. And his uncle, his legs are messed up, is like, uh, you've got to get out of here. Here is some information on a friend of mine who is in a different town that you can escape to. you just got to get out. I'll take care of this crowd. And Tong escapes. He sees his uncle placating the crowd. And he runs away. And then it's just smash cut to this town. Just like, again, the movie is not wasting any time at all. This is all within four minutes of the movie starting, I would say. And so he shows up in this new town. He tries to go find the the house that his uncle had advised him to go hang out at with the the people that he knew. But there's nobody there. And so he's wandering around this town and runs across uh, Soon, who is playing football with some of his friends. And he he kicks the the ball over and it lands near Tong. And he's, hey, kick the ball back. And, And Tong kicks the ball and hits him in the face with it. And he's like, oh, shit, I gotta get out of here. And he's being chased by Soon and his his other football friends. And uh, they're not, like, super angry. Like, no. Soon is actually kind of impressed a bit Oh yeah. by, by the kick because they had been kind of complaining about how bad their team was. 
But uh, Tong runs off, and the, the rest of the, the gang try to chase after him. He escapes from them in the town center, and then he kind of immediately runs afoul of pickpockets. And uh, this girl named Fanny, who is not, it's not a real scam necessarily, but she's lying to people saying that she needs to sell her last lottery ticket, and then kind of covertly revealing when she thinks nobody is looking that she has like several more tickets that she's selling so she's kind of playing on people's on their like FOMO <laughs> their their pity for her also yeah so Tong sees this and he's like tsk 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 and she tries to sell him a ticket and he's like no I know what you're up to and then she sees the pickpockets moving in and she tries to warn them and there's a big kerfuffle as he fights them off and in the midst of fighting them off he has an encounter with the the town's football hero, King. And he's like chasing after these pickpockets and he runs into King and then King gets into a little bit of a scuffle with him and that ends up with King landing face first in, I guess, animal poop. It's not really clear. Hopefully just animal poop. So after this happens, Fanny helps him escape and leads him back to her house. And it's the same house that he had gone to originally that his uncle had told him to stay at. It's, I guess, the the people who had been living there. Fanny's parents were friends of his uncle. And they are dead. So it's just Fanny and her brother who live in this house. And her brother enters shortly after Fanny and Tong get there and ends up that soon is her brother. And so soon... Like recognizing him, he's like, hey, you know, I think you should join our football team and go play a match with us. And and so he agrees to do this, and they, they play a match with some local goons. One guy is just like the, the captain of this other team as a permanent cross-eye, and, and the game ends with a, a proper soccer rumble. After Tong and Soon recover from that football match rumble, uh, Soon decides that they should try out for the Lungwa Football Club. And uh, so they go there. Soon gets cut. The recruiter's like, no, you're not good enough. But um, Lee Tong was like, oh, screw this. I don't want to join this football team if Soon's not going to make it. And didn't want to try out, but ended up being pushed into it by Soon. And through um, some misunderstandings between the recruiter and the star football player on the team, this guy named King... He ends up on the team. So what we realize... The same king that he had run into previously. Yeah. Yeah, this is the guy uh, who whose face fell into the poop yep. not that long ago in the yep. film. Yep. And King's like, huh, do I know you? Of course he remembers, but he's kind of like playing it off. And Lee Tong's like, oh, no, no, probably don't know me. Although he also realizes like, oh, I, I did something <laughs> yeah. not too good. Right. So, um... Tong's added to the team, but uh, what he doesn't realize is he's going to be like a punching bag for for King. So he's first like the first practice. He's kind of used as an example to show what you don't do. Yeah. So like these are the the tricks you can get that the um, rec- the uh, referee's not going to notice if you do these little things. But these are like the really obvious fouls that you can do. And uh, these ones you don't do. And he's basically just like kicking the shit out of Tom. Yeah. After this, Tong essentially just becomes the team's ball boy. He's being told like, you're, you're, you're shitty. You're, you're never going to actually play a game. But he's earning money. And so, you know, he's able to send his uncle back in the village a nice new cane. And he's 
just getting by and he seems fairly content with it until one day soon decides he's going to drop by with his other buddies and just um, look in on the practice. And so they get there at the field and they realize Tong's really the ball boy. He's not actually playing on the team at all. Um, He's just like being treated like shit. And they see King really bullying him and soon is like, well, that's some bullshit. And um, Soon sneaks back into the locker room and puts a snake into King's locker. And so King's getting ready and he's like talking to his recruiter or whatever, the coach of the football team. And he's like told about this beautiful Danish girl that, that he needs to go on this date with. And so he grabs the snake without looking at it and starts putting it through his belt loop. And he's just like enraptured by the idea of this beautiful Danish woman that he's like, A, he hasn't zipped up his fly, but he's putting on a belt theoretically, which yeah. is like, I don't know who leaves their fly unzipped, but they, they, they do the button and then they put the the belt on like nobody does that so it's like well i mean like I, there's so many times i put a belt on in the dark i'm like oh shit this is a snake i'm like nope, <laughs> no it's just a belt calm down yeah. calm down so it's like it's either easy. either he's like just so hot on the idea of a danish girl that he um just completely loses track of all everything <laughs> else that's going on around him plausible i would say which oh yeah for sure yeah Obviously. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he seems like a dunce, so. Like, yeah. Like, well, yeah. A dum-dum. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, as he's, like, enraptured by the this description of this beautiful Danish woman, um, this snake slithers its face into uh, the, you know, his open fly and gives him a nice little chomp-chomp. <laughs> and, Yeah. So we cut forward and we see the Lingua football team is uh, preparing for this big match. And we realize that King is taking bribes to throw games. So before the match, he like sets a price with this one rich guy who's betting against Lingua. Everybody's betting for Lingua because they've got this history of winning. And so the guy wants the opposing team to win. So he sets a price with King. Despite not really getting anywhere with the team and like the whole snake biting King's penis thing, Tong is added as a substitute player. So he's super excited, thinking he's making progress. And we get to the big match. And King has taken the bribe, as mentioned. He, midway through the game, decides to fake an injury. And Tong gets swapped in. And King's thinking is like, oh, there's no way that the... Lunghua team's gonna win with Tong playing in, in my place. But surprise, surprise, Tong and actually ends up being a really kick-ass player. First, he's, like, passing the ball to his teammates, and, like, they're not scoring. The other team keeps scoring, and so Tong is just like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna not pass anybody. And he, he just, like, gets goal after goal. I think it's, like, three or four goals or something that he just manages to do by stealing the ball and running all the way down the field himself. Um, so the, they win the game and the team like lifts them up and they're carrying them off triumphantly and like, yay. As soon as they get in the locker room, they dump him on the floor and start kicking his ass. Yeah. Cause it turns out the entire team was in on it and like, they all were going to throw the game and get like a shit ton of money from this dude who plays a bet against the, the other team. So, uh, Lee Tong is just like, okay, well, this is some shit. Uh, I don't want to be part of this. And so he decides to quit the team. 
he and Soon talk to each other and they decide to join the rival team called Seng Sun, even though Seng Sun has this reputation of not being a very good team. They go join. Then there's this big like training montage with this real pumping song yep. about blood and sweat and being tired to the marrow. And, yeah. And you're forcing yourself on. Yeah. Typical 80s style training montage. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're doing their training and things are going well with the, the new team. And Soon and Tong go to this nightclub and um, they realize that King is there, too. And they're they're all there talking to various nightclub ladies and um, like nightclub ladies. Yeah, like you do. And so Tong is like smoking a cigarette, and then King looks over and he sees this, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna smoke a cigar to show him what's what." And uh, and then Tong looks over and sees King smoking the cigar, and his like jaw kind of drops, and then soon <laughs> gives him this gigantic cigar, the comic cigar, comically large cigar, <laughs> like the size of someone's forearm. Yeah, and and so King sees this, and he's like, "Oh, that's no good." And then he starts flashing his flashing his ring, shining the lights off his ring, and it gets into their their eyes. And so. Soon pulls out this watch that's even more gaudy and flashy, reflecting more light over into the, the eyes of King and the women that he's with. And then this just devolves into like a tango fight on the dance floor. And it's... It's like a dance-off, yeah, a tango dance-off. Fighting, in, with fighting interspersed. Like yeah. kind of tangoing and kicking at each other. And it, it's pretty, pretty amazing, really. It's incredible. Yeah. So this goes on for a little bit with the, the dancing and the kicking. And uh, they eventually decide to settle the score with one big game to determine who the best soccer football player is. And King's like, you know, even if even if it's a draw, if it's a draw or you guys win, then you'll be the winners. But if I win, then I'm the best and that's that. So like kind of as like a tactic to be like, yeah, you guys really suck. And I've, I've got all this confidence in myself. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it. Right. They're going off to play this game. In this isolated park where no audience is watching, it's just the teams and the the captains and owners and stuff, and there's betting going back and forth between the owners. And King, the reason why he's so confident in giving the, them these these great odds is because he's just like playing dirty the whole time. He's having his other team members standing directly in front of the referee so that they can't see that King is smacking soon around or something. And, just all sorts of dirty, dirty tricks. And even still, with that happening, it's a fairly even game. I think King's team manages to get to having, like, three goals mm-hmm. versus one goal for Li Tong and Soon's team. So King's team is ahead, and then the referee is distracted, and as, as the ref is distracted, they're just beating up on Soon so badly that he has to be carried off the field in a stretcher. He's just he's not able to play anymore. It's, it's looking pretty grim for Tong and his team. And then it starts to rain, and it's getting the, the field all muddy and dirty, and and uh, Tong is hit by an inspiration. He flashes back to splashing around in the river earlier in the movie and as a child, and he takes his shoes off, and it's just like, limiter removed, motherfuckers. Because yep. then he's just unstoppable. King is seeing this, and he's like, well, maybe I should take my shoes off, too. Maybe it's just like a, a known football secret. Just no no shoes. That's it. This one tip for soccer playing, it really it drives the referees mad, you guys. Just take your shoes off. So he takes his shoes off, and then just, like, it does not work out for him the same way at all. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's kind of implied that he's had this easy life. Yeah. You know, and like, whereas Tong obviously had, oh, you know, he, he spent his life working really hard out in the country. 
And so he's probably got all these calluses on the bottom of his feet. Whereas, right, right. Whereas King's got these like dainty feet. Yeah. His, his fancy boy socks just get all these holes after moments of walking on the field. Right. And his feet are cut up and bleeding and doesn't really matter because the game ends shortly thereafter. There's uh, fancy football shenanigans that are going on with footwork and, and drama. And it's, it's like no point in really describing it, I don't think, because it's something that is not going to translate to just being described very well. It's something you kind of have to see to be impressed by. Rather than me going, then they kick the ball and then the ball goes towards the goal. And then it's like, woo! You get excited, and then eventually ends up being the case that they tie. And so Tong and his team are declared the winners. And then as as the game is wrapping up, they're like, well, which uh, which leg should we take for, for King? And wielding this big, nasty blade, it cuts to them leaving the field or just post-game, and they're just talking about how King lost his legs, jokingly. Yeah. But, um... Then they're, like, encountering a homeless person just outside, and they're like, oh, like, this guy. And then it turns out that it actually is King. This, uh, this legless guy that's just on the street is, is King. He's got bloody stumps for legs now. And the end. Movie's over. That's the last <laughs> scene of the movie. Uh, King got his legs chopped off because he did a bad soccer. He did a real bad soccer, to be fair. Uh, he did real bad soccer for a long time. That's true. Is uh, what's implied. Then maybe, I mean, I guess he was. <laughs> but not to say that that is a good reason to chop someone's legs off at all. But he was, I guess, at the same time, involved with a lot of pretty sketchy dudes. He was. So I oh, guess totally. it's understandable I think we, that we they definitely, would... I think we we didn't talk about all the different times that um, Lee Tong and Soon got beset upon by different henchmen or hired thugs or whatever yeah um just assume that that happened at multiple points and they managed to fight people off and escape pretty gnarly situations you You don't even have to assume we'll just tell you it happened (laughs) (laughs) no they have to assume it (laughs) even though i literally just told you that this happened (laughs) just assume it happened um although i guess it kind of is the whole point of this podcast like they have to assume that these things happen in the movie we could just be lying yeah we could just be making all this shit up yeah Movie that would be so exist. much more work. It would be. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> and then Swamp Things comes out of nowhere and he's just like swamping it up and, and King is running away from Swamp Thing, guys. It's... <laughs> that would be like every single movie. Yeah, Swamp Thing just like shows up. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Getting that sweet Swamp Thing money from DC. Oh, so there was this beautiful, it's like this period drama, and there's like <laughs> yeah. this big romantic subplot. That, well, they won't they, and then Swamp Thing appears. Yeah, like you see like the noses of the, the fancy people in the ballroom kind of wrinkling, like, do you smell something swampy? And then Swamp Thing lurches through the door, and it's just... He's like, hey, ladies, <laughs> hey, gentlemen. Want to swamp it up? That's his catchphrase that I just made up. <laughs> let's, I'm, swamp, I'm Swamp Thing. Let's swamp it up. Swamp it up. I've never read a Swamp Thing comic in my life, obviously. Um, but like I don't DC, think anybody knows that. If, you, if you're looking for a writer, um, you know how to get in touch with us. It'll be later in the episode. Swamp time. Uh, getting swampy with Swamp Thing. <laughs> The, uh, the advice column that I'll be writing in the, the comic book in the, <laughs> as, as, as something. <laughs> wow. Why do I not have a job working for DC Comics already? I do not understand. <laughs> these, these are brilliant ideas. Yeah, I mean, it's money who, on the table, you guys. Who hasn't wanted to see Swamp Thing given like write in an advice column? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So that's it. It ends. That's <laughs> it. First publicist. Like sing- comical. Uh, amputation of, of King's legs. Yeah. Uh, oh, no! Like, whoa! And then, like, freeze frame. And his hair is magically super long. Yeah, I was so confused for a second. I'm like, yeah. wait, is, oh, that, that's King, I guess. It, it, yeah. It's him. It's, did several years pass, or at least several months <laughs> pass between... But the stumps are bleeding, so it has to have been pretty recent. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, logic is not necessarily the strong point. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's obviously logical that, that two rival soccer players would get into a tango... <laughs> a tango fight. Kick, ...kick off. Yep. So, Happens all the time. All the time. So many art news stories. Just, yeah. Yeah. Tango fights. Insert current football player name here. Yeah. <laughs> and insert other current football player name here. Had that really nasty tango fight the oh. other week. It was on all the shows. Everybody yeah. was talking about it. I'll, I'll fix that. I'll like, get that edited in. It'll be seamless. She's <laughs> <laughs> a robot voice. Pele. Yeah. <laughs> um. David Beckham. Yeah. Uh. Do you guys remember when David Beckham and Pele got into that tango fight oh. last week? Oh, jeez. Hate to see it happen. Hate to see it happen. Uh, tragic. So many, so many great players lost to the tango. Brutal. So, the end. The end. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. I'm done. Fuck this. Um, no, the champions. It's a good movie. It's 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 hard to find. It's still like if you're able to seek it out. It's, I think it's entertaining. It, it's it's a goofy movie, but I I liked it. Oh yeah, I would see myself sitting through it again. You know, mm-hmm. easily. It's just like one of those cheerful, silly, entertaining movies that you can just watch and just be taken away from yeah. whatever's going on. In the middle of a diseased hell world. Yeah. Yeah. So um, not only is the movie maybe not so easy to find right now, but there's also limited-ish information that we could find on a movie. And more like what we gleaned was about either the stars of the movie or the director or, or other things. There wasn't so much... That we could find out about the making of the movie or yeah. whatever, or I mean, how it was even received. One thing is it was nominated for the Best Action Choreography in the 1984 Hong Kong Film Awards, which is definitely not unwarranted. It had some really impressive fight scenes and, and footwork yeah. and soccer playing. And soccer stunts. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. And I think I did see like the variety gave it a good review um, back in in the day when it came out in the U.S. So it was it was positively received. L- looking at like other websites for like these sorts of movies, uh, they were a little more middling on it. Which I mean, maybe if you've seen like a ton of action movies from Hong Kong, which we haven't seen some, but not like a, a yeah. ton of them, maybe then it doesn't hold up quite as well. But it's still it's it's enjoyable, and the most of the reviews seem to to yeah. relay that as well. Yeah, for sure. So the star of the movie uh, was Yoon Gao, I think is how it's pronounced. Again, if we're messing up pronunciations of names, we apologize. We're doing our best. We're trying. We're trying. We're, we're trying. trying. Yeah, not doing our best. We're trying. And so uh, he was actually classmates with Sam Hung and Jackie Chan back in the day and, and friends with them. And so that's how he got into acting and he's had a pretty pretty long career he was in several movies oh yeah he was and he was um a stunt person for a bunch of bruce lee films so like he he did a bunch of stunts for bruce lee yeah i think he was like in enter the dragon as a stunt person okay yeah, so he's, you know, he, he does a good job in this movie. He's very likable. And one of the things that I saw online was that somebody was speculating that his career didn't take off 
because of he he had bad skin. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really notice no. that, but okay, right. that's that's one theory at least. But um, he was actually in Once Upon a Time in China, which we reviewed and talked about several episodes ago. And he was the guy that led the theater troupe, uh, opera theater troupe. And that was so long ago that I remember next to nothing about the movie. It was like a million years ago. Yeah, it sure as shit does. God, there's some movies like looking back at our website at the episodes and like, what? movie was this again like the one with rock hudson in oh it. god it was just like what oh, fucking movie? magnificent obsession something. yeah yeah oh that was so bad yeah it was that was just, a bad movie so, like we haven't done like that many episodes really in the big scheme of things like less than 60 episodes and there's movies that were just like erased from our memory pretty much well i think that just tells you how great they were in yeah our, in our minds yeah but yeah, he was, he was in Once Upon a Time in China, which was kind of cool to find out. And... The director and writer of the movie, Brandy Yun, has had a pretty long career in film. Um, he was on the stunt crew for nearly 20 films, including the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, um, acted in over 80 different movies, and was an action director for, for a bunch, one of which was Drunken Master. So That's like pretty well regarded yeah. Hong Kong action movie have not seen but i know it's well regarded so and he he actually had a a, a small bit in this movie too yeah yeah because, uh, i think that it's probably pretty common with like uh the, these action movies yeah. like people the stunt crew and, and stuff getting scenes and like it seemed like that was the case for a lot of the movies that he served as like an action director on it's like oh he was in this movie as an extra also in addition to being a, an action man so um yeah if you're able to find it well worth checking out i would say yeah you're not gonna regret that less than an hour and a half you spend with this. It's it's a busy hour and a half. Yeah, but uh, it, it's it's a fun one. So I guess it, it is time for us to do a seamless transition into talking about something else we've been watching, which is the the British show Taskmaster. Andrew actually saw a reference to Taskmaster in I think an AV Club mm-hmm. article that said it was real good. A bunch of full episodes are on YouTube, just available to watch. And uh, so we're like, well, let's just give this a shot. And it has brought out so many belly laughs in me that, like, more than anything I've seen in quite a long time. So the premise is there's this guy, Greg Davies, who's the taskmaster. And he's got an assistant, Alex Horn, who is often present for all these different, like, challenges that are given to the cast of the show. So there's always five people cast on the show each series, and they're different, like, comedians, people pretty well known within the UK. And they're presented all these different challenges and often come up with creative or funny or just, like, really bad <laughs> attempts yeah, at the challenges. So, yeah, and it, the challenges themselves, to begin with, are pretty ridiculous. Like, one of them is, hide this pineapple on yourself somewhere, and then you have to watch the five comedians try to figure out a clever way of concealing an, a whole pineapple. On or, themselves. On themselves. Yeah. <laughs> The, the contestants are all really funny. Noel Fielding from Mighty Boosh and, and things. Uh, great British Bake Off. He's on one of the seasons, the fourth season. So there's, a, you know, people that you might recognize. It's all really entertaining stuff. Uh, the episodes always start off with the contestants having to bring in a prize that fits a certain theme. So it's like they each have to bring something in that that's like 
what's the best fluid? Yeah. And bring so, in the best fluid. Yeah. <laughs> and so each of the contestants has to think of something, like bring in something of their own that meets that criteria. And then it's all up for grabs for the, the end of the episode. Whoever wins that episode takes yeah. home the, the five Sometimes horrible things. <laughs> right. And uh, the taskmaster basically, like, he does all the ratings. And it's, you know, sometimes biased. Yeah. But entertainingly so. It's it's very subjective ratings. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a good show. Uh, like, the first all, five seasons are all available on YouTube legitimately. Like, the, the show's own YouTube channel uh, has uploaded them. So they're free to watch for everybody. And we'll, we'll link to that, obviously, on the show notes. Um yeah, yeah, we've been tearing through it. Yeah, it's it's very, very good. It's a good way to spend, you know, an hour or so. Yeah. Or several hours, because you'll probably just want to keep going. Like, what is Noel Fielding going to do this episode? <laughs> what way is Tim Key going to try to, you know, uh, try to cheat the game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, check it out. Yeah. And so I guess that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, if you want to keep up with what we're doing you can always take a look at our website which is terranandrewverses.com or our facebook group Terran and andrew versus the scarecrow video movie guide um we're on instagram and very 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 sporadically very sp- sporadically <laughs> and that's like it for social media yeah. which is fine or if you want to email us just be like hey just, just like hey just and just email send so, hi. Hey. and so and the reason why i say that is because like we take a look at or at least I take a look at our statistics for what Squarespace tells us in terms of like how many people are subscribed to the podcast feed. And it's saying that there's like 500 people that are subscribed to the feed. And it's like, are those all just robots or what? So you don't have to send us a lengthy email even necessarily. Just if you're, But it would be cool if you're listening. If you're an actual person, just shoot us an email. Even just, like I said, saying, like, hey, and that's it. And no. we promise we're not going to email you back yeah. unless you, you ask for it in the email. We're not going to... We you're going to be asking your... for it. If you, if you email us, <laughs> you are asking for it. Well, I've got a lot of theories, and I'm going to be running past you, so uh, brace yourself for that. <laughs> yeah, we're just out of curiosity. Yeah. Trying to get an idea of how many people are out there listening. So, if you have a half second and you trust these two internet goons and please send us a note at terraandandrewverses at gmail.com uh, thank you to the fantastic band Boat for allowing us to use their song Lately off the album Setting the Paces check out their new album called Tread Lightly they've been doing a lot of really fun Instagram live videos where they're playing stuff they are fantastic we love them and you should check them out and uh, of course we would like to suggest that you support your local video independent video stores not blockbuster i mean not that you can't support blockbuster anymore but <laughs> stop supporting blockbuster yeah, you guys fuck them but like scarecrow video if you're in the seattle area even if you're outside the seattle area they i'm sure could use your money you know i'd even expand it to say like support your local small businesses if you can right now yeah especially but- any businesses that are asian owned because the asian community is like really, really being targeted by assholes completely undeservedly over the pandemic. And yeah. um, it's it's fucked up. And uh, we would just want to... We would uh, encourage you to, to support them yeah. as, to the best of your ability uh, if you're not already doing so. Yeah. So, But then if, after you do that, if you have money, then consider donating money to Scarecrow or your other, do. other local independent video stores if there are any near you. And I guess that's it, so... Until next time... K.
catch you later, potato hags. hags.